So, uh, who should we talk about this week? Zavala or Ikora? I think we should do Ikora. Then we can have the order of the Vanguard ranks. That's cool, but then shouldn't we do Zavala? He definitely outranks Ikora. Yeah, that, that's why you do him last. But we did Cade first. I am Age of a Non-Pig. With us this week, we have Andromeda Mike and Just Purple Chimera, joined always in spirit by Handsome Dragon. Wait, does he have a fancy Twitter name? Nah, whatever. This week, we will be talking all about the Warlock Vanguard. So, before we get into that, let's move on to our weekly highlight. Weekly highlights will vary with each episode. They can include community stories, fan fiction, gear and weapon text, grimoire general hype, etc. This week's weekly highlight is going to be our impressions on the second and third, even though it's pretty much just one line, Age of Triumph reveal stream. So uh, there's not too much on the lore to be revealed here, but we did get a sneak peek at some of the gear, uh, gear flavor text, and ornament names. Uh, the flavor text was pretty dull, and it was only for one of the sets, so I'd didn't care but uh just want to take a couple of these at a time and let's take turns sure why don't you get us started mike all right uh one of the new ornaments for the no land beyond was called undiscovered country which kind of seemed to be a camo design and then um the devourer of moons uh ornament for the necrochasm seemed to be a crota style color you know the uh the style of his own armor or skin or whatever it happens to be when you fight him yeah. actually um, seeing it i was a little disappointed i was like that's, i was too it was like really subtle and i was like no mm-hmm. it should really be like extravagant like like do it up like make it crazy mm-hmm. but uh and we have the chrono shot for the vex mythoclast which is a gold white scheme silver white silver like a white gold white silver yeah that's and accurate. uh the settled score for the touch of malice which is actually really awesome instead of the dirty bed sheet you actually get oryx's wing draped over the gun <laughs> dirty bed sheet <laughs> <laughs> the tiger shark for the dragon's breath is guess what tiger stripes the badass what? tiger on the phrase too it's awesome <laughs> Uh, then the perfect predator for the Lord of Wolves seems to be infected with Siva. Which, uh, actually, let's just, the third the third reveal stream, that one line, let's just throw that in here. Uh, sort of out of context, Deej, this is a quote by Deej, as if Siva's become, oh wait, no, no that's, that's not from it, never mind, keep moving. I was gonna say. <laughs> okay, and then the last one is Basilisk's glory for the service regime seems to be black and gold instead of black and white. And uh, there was actually another one that we didn't get the name of uh, for the service regime. They just showed it, and it was the inverse of the original, where instead of it being white and red, it's red and white. 
New monarchy. Not yeah, really. Essentially. Esen- I mean, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so we also got a look at the uh, the new ornaments for the raids, which are awesome. Moth people confirmed. Crota's raid. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Oryx is, is, you know, just like dark and blue and cracked and cool and warlocks like get high heels for the dresses and <laughs> hunters. That's super fancy. Yeah, they 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 have their like stilettos. Is that what the is that what the like the spike ones are that you can kill yeah. people stiletto with? Stiletto heels, yeah. Yeah. Stilettos. Yeah. They got stiletto heels for their dresses. Like I'm sorry. But do you take those off before you go into the raid cuz they're obviously just for the entrance, right? Uh <laughs> <laughs> And uh, in reference to the Wrath of the Machine armor, uh, this is, I think they said it was the most animation put into armor. The SIVA is just swirling around and going crazy, forming and reforming on your armor, and it's awesome. Deej said, as if SIVA's becoming rampant, which I feel dun, like that's, dun, dun. yeah, that's, that's, that's really where the, the lore implication is in this entire stream. That SIVA, something that, does not have its own sentience is gaining at this sentience. time at this point in time does not have uh. its own sentience or maybe it, it does and we are just unaware of it it was built without sentience but it's gaining sentience reminds me of the gath from mass effect where if you put too many of them together they gain an intelligence to the point where they become fully fledged ai Ugh. gross don't want to don't even want to think about that prospect for those creepy little nano things. Hey, what podcast are we on? <laughs> but uh, are you on more than one podcast? Oh, oh, damn! That's, that's I'll shut up now. <laughs> are you are you gonna start uh, Mom Tales podcast like with? I don't even know Moms of Destiny. Um, girl on a Hippo. <laughs> like, and, uh... Me and Dr. Lupo's wife. And <laughs> Does she have a fancy name, or is she just Mrs. Dr. Lupo? I think she's just Mrs. Dr. Lupo. Like, make make Mom Tales podcast and... Bell Bunny. Yeah, Bell Bunny. Yeah, make Mom Tales podcast! <laughs> We're too busy being actual moms to do that. <laughs> if you got involved in another podcast, I don't know what you'd do. Sorry, guys. I'm already recording four other podcasts tonight. Maybe you can fit it in tomorrow. I'm only recording five more. We're going to be at that position in a couple of years, aren't we, Purple? <laughs> I hope she's not. Going. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> That brings us to the main topic of the Warlock Vanguard. Um, I feel like I had an order made out in my mind for this. So, uh, why don't one of you start? Okay. Um, so the current Warlock Vanguard we have is Ikora Ray. She is not the original uh, guardian in this position. It's likely that before that, it was Osiris. We're pretty sure that Osiris was Vanguard commander. 
Um, in fact, in the Osiris card, it says, you are a mighty warrior. I watched you at six fronts and heeded the call of St. 14 to appoint you Vanguard commander, even when the Conquered Act claimed to have records proving you were a golden age experiment, misincarnated as a human by an inept ghost. St. 14 assured me you were just a man without much patience for obfusc- obfuscation. Hmm. Um, so the, And then later on in the card, because it's very long, <laughs> it says... When debate became argument and argument became acrimony, I realized you had already become a cult of personality, attracting guardians who wanted a clear idea of why they were fighting, what they faced, and how they would ultimately win. So, in any case, at some point in the timeline, Osiris becomes Vanguard commander, and then he Mm -hmm. is no longer Vanguard commander after he leaves the tower. Um, uh, It's likely somewhere around Twilight Gap though I hate saying anything about the timeline because the timeline is not real. It, I, well, uh, keep, keep reading. Uh, stop at the double breaks. And, uh... <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so um, there's a quote from Mark of the Exile, uh, which it says, though the city won a great battle at Twilight Gap, it lost an even greater mind. Sister Lupe. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure that was read before we start into this. Uh, the Osiris card was written by Seth Dickinson, uh, but Mark of the Exile was not, and that's where the lore gets a little, eh? where it's like we don't we don't know w- which one to put more weight into because everything has this perspective, and it's like I don't I don't want to like just like yell at Bungie or shit on Bungie or anything like that but at times I feel like sometimes they're dreaming too big with the story because they just have so many people working on it and I know they're all working to the ultimate goal but one person says one thing and then another person says another thing and they're really small things but they can still conflict and that's sort of the I think that's sort of what happened with this not with this specifically, but with this concept of timeline, this this plot in the timeline. But uh, Mike, why don't why don't you read the next section here? Sure. This is Ghost Fragment Widow's Court. Uh, I, I guess I'll read all the stuff up here. <laughs> Type post match oh, report. You just, you just have to, <laughs> don't don't worry about all that. Okay, well, I'll at least read the associations because that does mean something. Yeah, yeah, the the parties, the parties is yeah. important. That's right. So there are two parties, uh, in other words, two people speaking in this um, transcript of a conversation. One is a guardian type class hunter, um, which is U dot one, and then one guardian type class warlock vanguard designate U dot two, which can easily be inferred that this is uh, Ikora. Mm-hmm. Um, the associations with this are the Crucible, the European Dead Zone, the Fallen, Lord Shacks, Shin Malfur, Ikora Ray, Thorn, and Widow's Court. Mm-hmm. Audio, uh, audio unavailable. Transcript follows. U.1. I'm telling you this now because you don't seem to be taking it seriously. U.2, who is uh, Ikora. We are aware of and share your concerns and are monitoring. It could be you're too close to the situation to get a clear, full view. U.1. Too close? I've seen the vids from Widow's Court. They're playing with death. 
And then uh, moving on to Ghost Fragment Blind Watch. This is another one of the transcripts, the Crucible transcripts. There are two parties in this one as well. Um, one Guardian-type class Warlock Vanguard designate, so Ikora once again. Uh, and then one Guardian-type class Titan um, and then associations are Blind Watch, Buried City, Cabal, Clovis Beret, Crucible, The Exclusion Zone, uh, Lord Shacks, Meridian Bay on Mars, Orsa Zyre, uh, Zyre Orsa, um, Va The Vanguard, Ikora Ray, Thorn, and Dredgen Yor. Audio and available transcript follows. U.1, who is Ikora again. I'm assuming you're aware of the events on Mars. The results from Blind Watch, U.2 says. U.1, yes, it may be starting again. Not saying it is, but we need to keep an eye on any who seek to retrace yours path. U.2, agreed, but Orsa and his friends seem to have contacted what Yor could not. U.1, a dangerous assumption. The Thorns' pestilence is becoming commonplace. Okay, so, um, as you've mentioned in the parties... Class Warlock Vanguard Designate. Um, clearly talking about Ikora, but it's calling her Vanguard Designate. And I used to not agree with the term, meaning she isn't Vanguard yet, but that she's becoming Vanguard. But now I have to disagree. Because it, it just, it does, it does make sense based on this timeline that I think is sort of being shown. Um... So this is this isn't confirmed. This is just my thoughts on like putting A and B together. Uh, Osiris became the vanguard and at some point left. Thus said in the card Osiris, in Mark of the Exile, though the city won a great battle at Twilight Gap, it lost an even greater mind. Sister Lupe from Mark of the Exile, uh, Shax decided to stay in the city and take over the Crucible after Twilight Gap, and then. Now we're seeing Warlock Designate for Widow's Court and Blind Watch, both of which have shacks in the associations for the Crucible match. So for Osiris to leave at Twilight Gap and for shacks to be in charge of the Crucible, that means this is taking place after Twilight Gap and Ikora has not left, has not become the, the Vanguard yet. So... Osiris was still there or the position was not immediately filled you know it was like yeah so for example if just to give a concrete timeline because yeah, I hate abstracts <laughs> if Osiris leaves on March 1st thank you then they didn't find someone you know on March 2nd and appoint them like it could be April or May, yeah. and they're like looking around, trying to decide or figure out what they're going to do or decide. You know, it's a process. the The position yes. is not going to be filled, mm -hmm. especially because he was Vanguard Commander, which we can only assume. Uh, Twilight Gap, Shax went on to Crucible. Uh, Zavala went on to become the Vanguard Commander. So I Osiris left. Zavala moves into one position. They essentially just filled two positions in one motion, you know? So, like... Right. Well, think about how, how the government works, right? The top positions, president, vice president, 
you know, they have an immediate line of succession because those mm-hmm. positions are so important that exactly. we can't have a gap in the time. But um, some of the lower positions, you know, there, there can be a little bit of a gap. So like you kind of bump everyone up to fill the, the most important roles. Like we, we need a Vanguard commander. You got to move up. Yeah. But that leaves a gap down at the bottom of and the they stack. Can, they can deal without that. The they can kind of hobble along for a while without one. Yeah. And um, I mentioned I mentioned that I sort of came across this theory as I was writing these notes, and uh, Dragon got really mad at me because I wouldn't say it. So now that you're listening, Dragon, are you happy? You got to hear it. You to <laughs> Had to wait like everyone else. <laughs> he got so it. childish so fast, like it was it was hysterical. <laughs> But uh, Mike, you wanna you wanna finish it off with uh, Ghost Fragment Titan? Yeah. Oop, wrong, wrong tab. Um, Ghost Fragment Titan is our. It's a conversation, but it's not clear exactly who it's between. Um, so I'm just going to have to read off the dialogue. Tighten that strap. Eh? The guard brace is loose. Could slip. Huh? It's new. It's new. A gamma type one. How's it hold up? I tried using I tried using a game at the gap, remember? It didn't Well, what's this? And then it's we're skipping over a little bit of the card. But the warlocks have had a vision. Yes, that new one, what's her name? Ingora? Ikora. She's always been hasty. I've faced the, these cabal before. I know them like my own armor. Message from Lissa. At the Dust Palace now, all quiet. See? All quiet. Why not come with us, little ghost? We are looking for the old war mind here and the one who guards it. So, uh, just another another thing that sort of plots the timeline of when Ikora moved into Vanguard. Uh, how's it hold up? I tried using, a, I call it a Jima, at the gap, remember? So, at the gap and now past the gap, the new one. Ikora, the new warlock mentor. Ikora. Yep. So. This is. Uh, I don't know if it's fair to assume, but I'm going to assume because this is a Titan, uh, that this is Holborn's host. It is. Okay, that's just making sure. Yeah. yeah. I think they they uh, they they say that in the card, but we can okay. cut that point out. That's what I thought. So. Uh, God, there are a lot of images we are gonna have to tweet out. Uh, so <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to take a little look at Ikora because Ikora is very interesting. Um, so I wrote a little thing about her. Yeah, uh, she's not my type. And she's not my type either, but she's interesting. Uh, <laughs> bald? Why? Like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to start things off. Uh, with a little look at Ikora's design. On her left shoulder, we see the symbol a uh, symbol very similar but slightly different to that found on Bajuju Thorn and also on Invective when it has the uh, iconoclast uh, ornament. Uh, it's the, the th- three triangles that make a larger triangle, but in this case, the top is broken away a little bit. 
Uh, her bond is the symbol of the Vanguard, also seen on the Mentor's Badge emblem, which is given to players who become a mentor on the Bungie.net forums. But most curiously, in my opinion, is a pendant that she wears around her neck. The cord goes through the center of what looks like a sun, similar to the one seen on Osiris designs. So, um, I guess more so about the first symbol and the pendant. What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, the the one thing that I really even didn't even notice until I started going over these notes was her pendant. Mm-hmm. I haven't really looked ever looked at the characters' designs all that closely, except for uh, Shax because I, I love Lenny James. Um, and I I have to agree with you that it definitely looks like a sun design. Um, and just the fact that most of the most of the pendants that you'll see, you know, just within our world, tend to have a um, what what are they called? Like this the string of the pendant or the string of the necklace goes around the top of the emblem. Mm-hmm. But I find it interesting that this this string of this one goes directly through the center, which um, like you were comparing it to the center of these um, symbols that Osiris uses is the eye of Osiris. Uh, which is pretty much his own faction symbol, I suppose, is um, the Disciples of Osiris. That's the symbol that they use for their organization. So I, I definitely can see some similarities in between here and that. Purple, do you have any thoughts? Um, well, I I do think that her um, the symbol on her shoulder, um, it, it's kind of fun that looks kind of like the symbol on Invective, because Invective being um, her weapon of choice when she was younger, and um, when it has the iconoclast ornament on it, and she is described um, as when she was younger as an iconoclastic new guardian, so it's like oh cool, they're like playing on each other. Yeah, I feel like Mm -hmm. iconoclast is not so common of a word that I feel like it was an accident. Yeah. I also I also like that because um, let me actually get the the definition just in front of me so I don't say it wrong. Uh, a kind of class means a person who attacks cherished cherished beliefs or inst- institutions. Uh, a destroyer of images used in religious worship in particular. So. For Ikora, that sounds like Osiris. Yeah. So not only does it sound like Osiris, and now we see Ikora wearing a, a similar symbol of Osiris. You know, maybe she was like someone that sort of followed what he was teaching. Uh, but uh, Invective has two ornaments, the Iconoclast and whatever the hell the other one is. Uh, so Iconoclast... It's attacking beliefs and institutions. And the the biggest destiny race with belief, enemy race with belief, is uh, the Hive. So attacking the Hive. And now we see on Iconoclast and on her shoulder the symbol which is seen on guns Bad Juju and Thorn. Two very Hive-oriented guns. So I think that's, that's interesting. And the second ornament for... Invective is actually you know those uh those giant tanks that the hive have it's hard to describe they're like they're like wa- cement water coolers uh, yeah some of them are broken 
and when they're broken, it, that's what the other shader for Invective is, the broken design. So hmm. both of them seem to tie to the hive in some manner. And, that's uh, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought so at least. I feel like these are all little things that we notice and it's like information that you can't really do anything with right now but you know that it's going to be important later yeah like uh one of my favorite one of my favorite book series is uh name of the wind and the great thing about it is before he even uh patrick rothfuss before he even released the first book all three of the books were written so the things that he's talking about in the third one get referenced in the first fucking chapter and it's yeah. like, yeah, that's that's a thing. I don't know what it means. And you put it in the back of your mind and you don't think about it and you keep reading the books. So the third one hasn't even released yet, but you're in the second one. And, you know, they mention something and you're just like, yeah, that's cool. But then you're a loser like me and you, like, read the book seven, eight times. And then when they mention that thing in the very first chapter, you're like, wait a second. What? So cool when that happens. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a lot of the things in Destiny are sort of like that. Like, I feel like they've... Like, that's something that Deej says. How they seed they seed ideas. And sometimes the seeds are like sapling trees. You can already see them. They're right there. They're tangible. And sometimes the seeds are not. And they're just deep in the ground. And we are waiting to see them actually start to uh, sprout. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that the triangle design is one of those. Uh, one thing about Ikora is that she is the the leader of the hidden. Uh, very 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 spin foil, nothing to back it up. Theory, not not even theory, but suggestion. What if the triangle design is a symbol of the hidden? Like that's that's the mark, and the fact that hers is slightly separate separated at the top there is signifying her as the leader could be but enough about that let's move on to the warlock vanguard card ikora ray's second life has been long and colorful as an iconoclastic new guardian she made a reputation in the crucible and in the halls of warlock scholarship as an outspoken unrelenting opponent with no patience for dogma or etiquette that reputation became a burden and ikora chose to travel alone flying reconnaissance across the world of the inner solar system shot down again and again she and her ghost survived against all odds apparently preferring the wilderness to the company of her fellow guardians when Ikora finally returned to the city to rest, her hard-won knowledge and seasoned temperament commanded the respect of her fellow warlocks. She now serves in the vanguard as a mentor and leader, carrying the memory of her wandering days as a link to the Rising Guardians. She sounds like a fucking hunter. That's what I was about to mm -hmm. say. She does. Without the cursing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that every time I read this card. It's, it's Why like, wasn't she a hunter? And not only that, what happened? When, like when you when you hear Cade's dialogue, he's like, "Ah, oh, I hate being behind this desk. I hate I hate doing this. I want to be out there." How do you go from having that life to being like, "I'm okay with being behind a desk"? Yeah, there was obviously some kind of event that happened. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh. Yeah, I I, I absolutely think 
like from a from a psychology standpoint, like if she was really this way, then and everyone talks about her that way. If you if you hear you know any kind of dialogue about Ikora when she was younger, they're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. she was so crazy and wild and out there and you know yeah. all these things uh, that you Shaq's just read. Can't even sit right anymore. Yeah. Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, but then all of a sudden now she's like super straight laced and. You know, like she obviously has her hand in a lot of pies with her hidden and she has a lot of intel and things, but she's clearly completely filling her role as the warlock vanguard. What? So that to me points arrows that something happened. See, that's exactly what that is a seed. And that's something like we're going to we're going to get I'm confident we're going to get something that's like. Hey, Ikora is this boring character that no one really cares about, and then there's just gonna be this one card that changes everything, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my God, Ikora is my favorite person in the game ever." Well, and the other thing that this card brings up, which is only tangentially related, <laughs> is it makes it, for me anyway, it brings up why do certain guardians come back as like why do certain guardians have certain classes? Like, because there seem to be themes within the personality archetypes of each class. And yet this card reads so much like a hunter. So why is she a warlock? Like, what is the difference? Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I'm just trying to think about it. Like, what would make... What in here... Because like you said, unrelenting opponent with no patience for dogma or etiquette. That's a hunter. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't I mean, want to listen to you talk. The and I don't to have the company manners. of guardians. Yeah. You two are talking to each other. <laughs> Obviously, we're both hunters. <laughs> I'm a warlock. Get the Titan. fuck out. <laughs> oh my um, god, we have one of each now. It yeah. used to be there was this warlocks all over this damn podcast. <laughs> Um, but anyway, it, it makes me wonder if it's like if there's a certain set of criteria or like how that choice is made. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it kind of makes me think of the sorting hat from Harry Potter. Like, you can does it come down it. to your own choice? Yeah. Maybe. Well, it's because like uh, the original white sets of armor crafted by your ghosts. So when you're risen you were given armor for that class, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I know it's not like there's anything against the laws of nature. If a Titan really wanted to wear a cloak, he can put on a cloak. Like, the universe won't fall apart if he does. Saladin did. Saladin technically did. But it's just because it's a game that needs, like, distinct personalities that hunters get the cloaks, you know? Like... So, that is a very interesting point. God, what happened? I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm just going to be like, what the hell happened to Ikora? Like, who died? Because that's, that's like, <laughs> like that's ha- that has to be Who it, died right? and made like, you who, Vanguard? Who... <laughs> subtitle. That's, that's, that's the <laughs> subtitle for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Please put that in the description. I no, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be Warlock Vanguard Lorecast who died and made you Vanguard. <laughs> but, uh, all right, 
Purple, would you like to get us back on track? <laughs> yes, since I'm the one who removed us. <clears throat> so, in uh, in her past, Ikora was a legend in the Crucible, and had even modified a shotgun for her personal use. Inductive, as gun. previously mentioned. What? Modified a... She's a freaking hunter. Like, this gun's not good enough. I want to always have ammo. Okay, so, Invective. Uh, quote from Ikora I tried to talk them down. They made a grab for my ghost. After that, it was a short conversation. <clears throat> Invective was Ikora Ray's weapon of choice during her younger, more rebellious days. An ideal fallback for situations that can't be solved by wit, quick talk, or pure intimidation. This modified shotgun uses a self-replicating magazine to keep its owner well-stocked for any and all trouble that waits beyond the city. Dispersed Vengeance <clears throat> I made quite a reputation in the Crucible, spent some time trying to outrun it. Ikora And we know that she created the PvP game mode known as Rift. And the card from Rift says, Warlocks may be thinkers, but I know most can hold their own. Lord Jax. 6v6, cyclical, objective-based team combat. Battle to capture the spark and run it to your enemy's rift to score. Hunt down the runner and shoot and shut them down to reset the spark and attempt a new run. In trying times, the vanguard must look inward for new ways to prepare their guardians for threats that, that face the city. The newest introduction to the Crucible came about when a little-known experimental warlock focus exercise was discovered by Ikora Ray and modified as a sanctioned training drill for all varieties of the light. I can't stop thinking about her as a hunter now. <laughs> it's everything. It's like... Little known experimental warlock focus exercise. Yeah, bullshit. That is not what you were doing. You were blowing shit up. You're a hunter. <laughs> I, I I just have to say, I think it is I think it is the sorting hat like philosophy. Like she was like the sort like the ghost, you know, is saying, And you're gonna be a hunter and she's like, No, I'm not gonna be a hunter, I'm gonna be a warlock. Like, something in her was saying, no, not Hunter, Warlock. And you can sort of get that. Like, there's there's almost an animosity between her and Cade. And I feel like, on a personal level, they're almost, they can be friends. You know, they can be friendly, at the very least. But it's almost like the only reason they fight is because she's a Warlock and he's a Hunter. But, sorry. Uh, Mike, would you like to keep us moving yeah try my best <laughs> now uh as the vanguard she does play a pivotal role when it comes to the research of the vex and the hive this is the chamber of night card uh, from the chamber of night mission your discovery is perhaps the greatest of our time if the hive were able to infect the traveler through this a long lost shard of its battered shell ulantan's theory may be true all light remains connected across space and time we cannot let our enemies use this power against us, the core ray. Then I'm going to read a bit of the Crota's Bane uh, card here. This is skipping your portion of the card. Through her, through, uh, though her warnings of, warnings of Crota and his power are often dismissed as madness, Eris returns to the shadows time and time again, operating as one of Ikora Ray's hidden, a clandestine group of guardians tasked with silently infiltrating enemy strongholds and gathering vital intel for the warlocks. And then I guess I'll get these last two cards as well. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then moving on to the Crossroads Crucible map, uh, Ghost Fragment. This is another uh, transcript of a conversation. Uh, this is parties are one, one guardian type, class hunter. And uh, just talking to himself, it seems. Uh, the associations to this are Crossroads, Crucible, Hidden, The Hidden, uh, Lord Shacks, The Lost Oasis on Mars, uh, Ray, Icor Ray, and uh, the Vex. This is U dot, uh, U dot one talking. It's odd. This place of all the places we fight is the one that sticks in my head as I'm trying to focus on the match. Fallen dens and hive dungeons and old world ghost towns, all reminders of why and what we're fighting. But these vex structures, not reminders, but warnings that say, you think you're, you know a thing or two about technology and science and the universe? You don't know a damn thing. Silence for a second. Maybe they're right. Then finally, the a rising tide card. This is another uh, vanilla destiny uh, post mission card. Of all the tactics we have to use against the Vex, shutting down their gates may be the most effective. You have saved Freehold from being overrun. I sense a pattern here, a connection between this Vex outbreak, the Black Garden, and the Vault of Glass. I need to know more. Icor Ray. Now, uh, on that Crossroads card, I personally think Ikora is there. There's nothing to say about, uh, or at the very least, a Hidden is there. Um, there's nothing to say. There's no other reason why they should be listed in the associations if they weren't physically there, just they weren't talking. The, the question, you think you know a thing or two about technology and silence in the universe, you don't know a damn thing. Then the hunter turns to the hidden, and they're just like, "Yeah, no shit," and it's going, "Yeah, maybe they're right." <laughs> so, uh, that's just my interpretation of that card, at least. It could be that the hunter that's talking is a member of the hidden. That's what uh, I said. Depending on your interpretation of who the hidden are. Well, the hidden. See, I, I took. I had a little comment saying that we should talk a little bit about them, but I figured we did enough at the top. Um, <laughs> the hidden is not exclusive. That was a very big thing in year one that everyone was like, the hidden is only warlocks. So the hidden is not exclusive to warlocks. So, uh, mm-hmm. although if you follow archetype, I mean, it makes sense that the warlock vanguard is the head of the hidden because they are an intelligence gathering yeah. group. Yeah, yeah, and the warlocks are you know the the bookworm people. Although it is odd that the, not, not actually, it's odd, but it makes sense at the same time. And that's, this is sort of why I think there's like such a rivalry between warlocks and hunters. They're almost the same. Like there's, titans are so different from warlocks and hunters. There's like no, Mm -hmm. there's no, there's nowhere to grind where like warlocks and hunters, they sort of like intersect each other sometimes. So it Mm -hmm. becomes this like no, I'm better than you, no, I'm better than you type of territory. Yeah, they're really like two sides of the same coin. Yeah, it's like, well, hunters, we're good at gathering intelligence. Yeah, but we're better at understanding the enemy. You're not better at understanding the enemy. We have to go into the front lines while you're back here reading your books. It's like, we can do that too. We just know it's safer. It's It's just like they have this back and forth of like the same ideology. No, not ideology. Uh, 
They're they're just they're exactly they're the same, two sides of the same coin. This is it's no like wit, who is it's like saying who's smarter, the you know scholar who has five you know PhDs in philosophy and and science and things like that, or the you know eighty seven year old farmer who can you know read the land and hunt and yeah. you know the survivalist and, yeah survival like they're they're not it's not that one person is smarter than the other they're just different and then Book there are the titans versus um you know surroundings yeah. smarts i guess <laughs> street smarts there you go if you want to and that's what i really hope uh Sorry to just keep getting off topic. I really hope Destiny 2 will bring a fourth class to sort of rival the Titan and balance the scales. Sort of like... Because I feel like, you know, Hunters and Warlocks are very similar, and I feel like there should be a similarity for the Titans. They should have their companion rivalist to make them better. But, um, so, as has as purple blew my mind away what made ikora change uh we don't know but what we do see now or what we do have now are reports from ikora ray as the official vanguard mentor who just writes reports all day instead of gets into fights and makes shacks not be able to sit down right god what happened to her <laughs> What the hell happened? So, our first one is Soul Progeny. To Commander Zavala, my thoughts on recent events. Zavala, how like you to ask me for the bad news, even in this moment of triumph? Sorry. Um, hmm. <laughs> That's... Do you, think that, do you think that was on purpose? Age of Triumph? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't blame you. Well, do, do you need me to continue? No, no, I, I got <laughs> it. I'm just saying, like the soul progeny, uh, does, because people might not understand the soul. This is the Black Garden. She's talking about the Black Garden. So the first moment of triumph. Now we're in the age. You've brought on an age of triumphs. You know, this is the first one. The beginning of the age of triumphs. I just. Like God damn it, Bungie! They have to. This has to be. Dumb this is luck. why I try. I almost always discredit people who say, like, "Oh, oh Bungie's the grimoire is just full of mistakes." Yeah. But then they do stuff like this. I I I, I almost can't believe this was intention. Like Age of Triumphs was intentional with like this card in mind. Like I'm sorry, but no, you had to have just lucked into it. There's just no way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm on the other side of that oh. coin. I think it was totally planned. I'll ask Josh Hammer. Kill answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Zavala, how like you to ask me for the bad news, even in this moment of triumph? I finished going over the ghost's report. It is my hypothesis, a hypothesis at best, that the Vex saw an abominable presence at the heart of the garden as a divine power. I can hear your protest already. How can machines have a god? The answer is simple. The Vex, for all their voracious intelligence, could not understand or decipher what they found. 
They searched through all available reactions and they settled on the course with the greatest payoff, to worship this power and to remake themselves in its image. I believe the three Axis mines found in proximity to the Abomination were Vex machines built to serve as vessels for this power, a way to extend its reach across space and time, binding it to the Vex and the Vex to it. If they had succeeded, I cannot begin to guess what horrors they would have unleashed. Attend carefully. There is cause for hope. When endangered, the Abomination activated these vessels and, and defended itself. This tells us that it was te uh, threatened. Whatever it was, Guardians could harm it, and it activated only a single vessel at a time. Its strength was limited. Whatever it intended, it was not yet ready, or not ready yet. We must assume the Abomination was part of something greater. We cannot flinch from the terrible obvious comparison, just as the Traveler acts through us, this power was able to act through its own servants. Let us be wary. There may be other abominations and other vessels. Ikora. So, uh, Purple, you want to take the next one? Sure. <clears throat> so this is the Crota, Son of Oryx card. My thoughts on recent events. She writes down her thoughts a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> he hides in the dark below, the monster of Luna, the titanic god knight who walked the regolith beneath the a sky of green fire and butchered the greatest army of guardians ever assembled. We abandoned the moon rather than face him. Whispered lore and fragmentary theories suggest that Crota represents a distinct class of hive entities, not resident in our material world. My last synthesis of this scattered esoterica suggests that Crota's home is a universe created or remade by his power and occupied by hive organisms of immense age. Any guardian formidable enough to return with information on this dark reality may might help us understand the high schools for our own world, and more pressingly, such an expedition might prove the key to Crota's defeat. The epithet of Son of Oryx is an ambiguous translation, often disputed. At this time, no direct action by hive entities of more expansive power have ever has ever been observed. Those who trade in hive lore bicker over the exact positioning of Crota. Is his world the apex of hive power, or is it the youngest and most accessible of a string of netherworlds, each host to a more terrible hive arch entity. The nature and possible interrelationship of the Vex gate system with hive netherworlds remains unexplored. Ikora. I guess I can take this last one if you want me to. Yeah, of course. Yes. The, okay. the Taken. Yeah, go for it. Yep. This is the Taken. Uh, as you just said, from the journals of Ikora Ray. I have been talking to Eris about the Taken. She agrees that what we observe, the apertures, the starlight, and of course the Taken entities, is not hive magic. If hive arcana is a metaphor, then this is the meaning. If they make appeals, then this is the judge. Oryx wields this power, but Oryx did not make it. We face the same flower we met in the Black Garden. The process is simple. An aperture opens like a jaw and swallows a living thing. It passes into another place. Later, it returns. What returns is... I try to use the word shadow, but Eris hisses at me. A shadow is a flat projection ca cast by a light in an, object, in an object. Less real. Eris insists that these taken are more real, somehow. She uses words like inhabited 
exalted, rendered final. Is this power blind, just a natural energy oryx discovered? I cannot believe it. My hidden tell me that the Taken shine with seething negative light, as if the universe is curling up around them, as if they radiate some pathology that decays into our world as nothingness. The Taken serve Oryx, but I think those jaws lead elsewhere. I dream about what happens on the inside. I dream about what might happen. Are the victor victims devoured and replaced by simulacra, husked out and filled up? Is some mathematical operation conducted upon them, translating them from one shape to another? What would I see if I leapt inside? What would happen to a guardian? Is that how we end this, all of us leaping into the dark to fill it up with light? Eris thinks there's a poetry to how uh, there's, a, there's a poetry to how the taken change. She thinks we can chart the difference and understand the will behind it. I am afraid she may be right. So, uh, then that brings us to Theosian, the Restorative Mind. Restorative minds are, on the, are of the weavers, carrying the means to undo any mind's undoing, Ikora Ray. The appearance of the Restorative Mind purports that the death of the Nexus Mind was a devastating blow to Vex's efforts on Venus. But with its appearance comes many questions. If the Vex could unleash time as a weapon against humanity, why does humanity still stand? Are we so insignificant a threat that the Vex haven't bothered with total annihilation? Or is it that the very state of mankind diminished to a last city is a Vex doing? The Vanguard exists in a causal loop that the Vex control is in its entirety, one from which there is no escape. And then Regicide. And so the king has been slain, driven out of the world. Uh, actually, that shouldn't even be there. That's my bad. So uh, take your time. Shall we keep going then? Yeah, purple. You uh. <laughs> okay, so the taken war Venus. Um. Oh, I just jumped. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's my bad. And we've managed to uncover a few more references to this Praetith as a result. We're using what the Collective had in their vault to help our efforts. Meanwhile, the Guardian's work across Venus appears to be working. Without the Echo, taken activity is in decline. I have full faith the area can be swept clear of the creatures. Ikora Ray, after action report to Zavala. In the Road to King's Fall card, um... We have confirmed it among our number within the hidden. I've asked Ikora's warlocks to reach out, and they sense nothing. The orb is quiet. On the moon, his shrine is dark and cold. It is true, the Taken King is dead. The Hive's dark god and his foul son have been purged from the universe. She was right, scholar. My Queen Mara was right. It is all down to the Guardians now. Let us hope they are up for, to the tasks ahead of them. Eris Morn, undisclosed report to Osiris. So, um, I really like that last one, and uh, there's a few reasons. It's the fact that Eris, a known member of the Hidden, is clearly working with Ikora, or Osiris. Uh, does that mean, like, does that sort of by proxy connect? Ikora and Osiris, you know, going back to the pendant. Good. And then also, uh, we have confirmed it 
among our number within the hidden is one sentence and then i have asked ikora's warlocks to reach out like separating ikora has her warlocks and then there is the hidden they are two different groups not that there can't be warlocks in the hidden just that she has her warlocks for those purposes I wonder if that means like she's got the hidden, the hidden really seemed to be a like scouting kind of mm-hmm. out in the world group. Um, and maybe the Ikora's warlocks that Eris is referring to are like all the warlocks that are in the library. Well, actually you made me uh, think of it a, a different way. This by saying that, uh, what if the hidden are the material world scouts Whereas I, I've asked Ikora's warlocks to reach out, and they sense nothing. They're they're the not material world. They they, they do the other half. The, no. the half that only mm. warlocks could do. Could be. Sort of like uh, the Marasov's coven. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. There's like the Techians. We are we are in sync. <laughs> you too. Always We're on this tonight. Yeah. <laughs> We got this. We're just finishing each other's sandwiches over here. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, well, does anyone else have anything they'd like to say uh, on Ikora Ray? Still don't like the haircut. Afro confirmed for Destiny 2. You heard it here. Please! Please, <laughs> Bungie, please! <laughs> I think she'd look good with an Afro. Oh my god, I'd love to see that. I think she could pull it off. <laughs> Just takes off the helmet after coming in from a mission. <laughs> That's the first image you have of her in the new Destiny. Is like she just takes off her world or new, you know, a helmet. <laughs> That's her new hairstyle. I'm just talking about <laughs> Zavala. Then I can dig it. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. All right. Well, then, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lurecast. Until next week, you can find us on Twitter at Destiny Lurecast. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us your thoughts and theories, and please email us at Destiny Lurecast uh, at gmail.com what every raid has meant to you, or if it's your first time going through the raids, what they do mean to you now. Uh, every host here is going to pick their favorite and then read them on a future episode, uh, sort of as like the farewell to Destiny 1. If you'd like to help us grow, go leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us in other great podcasts such as the Destiny Down Under, RNG Cast, Massive Breakdowns, Rabbit Hole Radio, and the DTR Podcast, all in the DTR network. Uh, there's no guest, so they, you can't find them anywhere. But uh, uh, Purple, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Purple Chimera. You can find me on Ishtar-Collective.net, which I don't think we referenced today. Not even um, once. Blasphemy. I know. I feel bad. Um, I love you, Baxter. You can find me here, and you can find me on Rabbit Hole Radio. And uh, Mike, where can we find? You know, I'm actually taking Baxter through his first. Uh, he's only ever rated once, I think, and that was also with me. I'm taking him through uh, Curtis End on Saturday. But nice. Mike, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me on uh, Twitter uh, on the tweeters, as Anon would put it, uh, at Mythos Mike. Um, you can find me on Twitch. I just streamed for the first time in like four months last night uh, at uh, twitch.tv slash mythosmike. I'm going to be streaming a little bit of Andromeda as I put, go through my second playthrough. So if you guys want to catch me out, I'll be 
be on there. Um, you can find some of my old writings and videos on uh, planetdestiny.com and the Planet Destiny YouTube page. Um, and then you can also find me here. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, you can find me on my Twitter, uh, at Anonpig, A-N-O-N-P-I-G. Uh, you know, I'm pretty up to date with all the Destiny news and all the leaks and everything, retweets and thoughts and cynicism. It's all the good stuff, you know? <laughs> So, uh, until next time, Guardians. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Awesome. Yeah. With that, I'm going uh, to bed. <laughs> have a good one. Uh, Baxter told me he, he's never, he hasn't raided, and I was like, like, how have you never raided? So, uh, me, Baxter, Guardian, Guardian's wife, uh, I think Kexen, and, uh, someone from RNG Cast's, uh, Discord said they'd like to join. We're going awesome. to do Crota's End, and we're going to try to also do Vault of Glass. I know he's finished Wrath of the Machine. He's finished it? Yes. Okay. Because cause... when we um, released our episode about Rise of Iron, mm-hmm. um, it, we released it so much later than when we recorded it, he actually recorded himself writing like um, an addendum because in the original episode he said he hadn't finished the raid yet and it was like we released it like three or four months later and so he was like I have finished it since then because <laughs> we yeah. recorded it like the second week you know yeah one time we were playing and he was like I still haven't raided yet and I was like well what's your light level let's do this and uh, we did, I got him in, I got him into the Wrath of the Machine and we got like up to Axis but we didn't beat it and then people like started dropping off like they had to go and I was like sorry mm-hmm. We couldn't finish it. And he's like, no, no. You know, it's too fucking nice. <laughs> he's really sweet. Yeah, he's awesome. Do you want my um, audio? Do you want me to upload it? Or do you want, or you think you're okay? Um, Upload it just in case. And I'm going to work with mine. Uh, but if anything with mine is, is fucked up, at least I have yours. Like, I don't have to bother you for it tonight. Because I'm, I'm just going to do this now and then go to bed i'll, I'll yeah. probably like upload it now since it's like fucking midnight if anyone is right. if anyone's looking for our podcast at midnight they deserve to fucking listen to it <laughs> <laughs> fair enough okay yeah i'll upload it as soon as we shut down awesome okay peace bye